Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. I'm Ember. And I'm Taj. Yes, you are, Taj. <laughs> that hasn't changed uh, yet. <laughs> I don't know how long. <laughs> One of these days, he's not going to be Taj. I don't know what's going to happen then. <laughs> but uh, but until then, yeah, we're good. So, um, yeah, welcome to uh, Side A of the record. This is, this is where we go over... A theme. I picked a theme this episode. Uh, that my theme is an artist that had uh, or is going into a Vegas, Las Vegas residency, and uh, we're all going to pick our go over our picks, our choice tracks for that theme. So um, yeah, Vegas was basically. Uh, I think I think the first one to really start the Vegas residency idea was Liberace. <laughs> this is like. A while back. And since then, residencies have become like a little bit different. Now they're probably better for the artists for sales. Um, you get, you get a lot more out of it. Back in the day, I think I haven't seen the movie, but Elvis was an example of one of the artists that I think he was kind of like almost like in captured in Vegas and they wouldn't let him go until, until he fulfilled his contract. And I mean, it's you know, caused some say yeah. caused his demise. I mean, there's like a lot of things that can change a person, right? Well, well, Just plus, going, what's yeah. that? Tosh? Well, plus you had Frank Sinatra and, you know, he was out there with, with Liberace. Yeah. So I mean, residency kind of started before Elvis, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, it morphed. So it kind of morphed into what you might have seen, you know, like in the Elvis days, um, and then today's become something completely different, where it's it's showcasing artists that are popular now, and there's a lot of different artists at once. Um, they span years. Uh, it, it you know it's really cool to see an artist in Vegas, but yeah, I think like the Sinatra days. I definitely wish I could have gone back in time and seen Frank Sinatra in Vegas. That would have been great. Um, you, you have like, that's like the, uh, you know, you have like the, the rap pack. They're like, yeah, the rap pack, you know, the show tunes, you got the dancers. This is where that started becoming big. I don't know if anybody's seen like Showgirls. It's kind of a bad movie, but it's sort of like represents like, you know, the kind of stuff that happens in Vegas. They, they always say like, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't have much of a crazy experience when I went there. Um, we did see some really good shows, and I wanted to see uh, this artist, the artist that I picked. Um, this is Elton John, and he had two two spans of residencies in Vegas, um, and he, so he had like a title for each each time he did it. Was the first one was the Red Piano, and so this started. 2004 and it spanned all the way to 2009. So this is 247 shows. And so each year he did probably roughly between like 40 and 50 shows. And mm -hmm. I, I think this was all at Caesar's palace. So I think a lot of the big shows are at Caesar's palace or the Coliseum at Caesar's palace. I remember seeing that from the outside, probably went through, I went through some of that, like just to check it out, but we didn't get to see any big shows there. And of course, they have like the fountain outside and all that. It's it's really cool. Um, Vegas is like one of those places that it, it's many different things, but like mm -hmm. the nightlife and the shows, I think, are just spectacular. I okay. I had a great time with that. And uh, like I said, I I wanted to see Elton John because when I was there in 2017, he was actually playing. So uh, yeah, we just booked too many shows. <laughs> we we couldn't make it. So 
And we only had three days. It's like, I, I guess three days is all you want really in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so um, the first, the first uh, span of like shows, I say span, cause it goes from 2004 to 2009. So that's uh, to me, that seems like quite a long time. Um, but yet I don't, th- I, I think this is like something that artists want to do now. It's not something that, you know, became almost like a, like they were trapped into the contract and, you kind of get out and, you know, you got a lot of issues. I'm sure stuff like that goes on if you don't have good management. But um, the the second uh, span for Elton John uh, was the Million Dollar Piano. So the Million Dollar Piano, that goes from 2011 to 2018. And like I said, I was there in 2017. So yeah. I almost got to see that show. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different artists. Like now you would see um, – I think Lady Gaga is going to definitely be on tour there. U2 is probably one of my, one of my favorite bands. There's a new place called The Sphere right now. And so that's like a big, big showcase. Uh, U2 is playing and Adele, one of my favorites. Uh, and there's like a ton of others, you know. Uh, but those are like some of the current bands that I would love to see that are in Vegas right now. Um but yeah, any any anytime uh, you get to see like your favorite artist, whether they're doing like a residency or not, but I, I think they like they can hone in on their sound, the album. They're playing yeah. the same songs over and over again, so they're getting good at it. Yeah, that's uh, Celine Dion did a good residency. You know, that's it, it's definitely probably I think one of the best forums uh, to see to see a band for sure. Uh, so yeah. my my uh, yeah, and my. So my pick is an Ellen John song, and this is uh, this is "Hold Me Closer." For the twenty twenty two album that he had, uh, it was the lockdown. So the lockdown sessions, <laughs> it's kind of kind of makes sense. I think a lot of artists probably did this too. They. The collaborations. Uh, this one he did with Britney Spears, which is kind of neat because mm-hmm. not my favorite artist in a lot of ways, but then she has so much controversy. We talked about her on the podcast before. Um, I know she had her father, like, I guess, like, legally, like, had control over her for a while. That was, like, till recently. That was kind of weird. Um, but I think we discussed that briefly, too. But, uh, um, yeah, so... That that was my pick. Um, I think the whole closer is cool because you, you hear Elton John and Britney, and it's like this modern like pop sound that yeah. I guess you would expect from someone like Elton John, but it's just done so well with these collaborations. The whole album uh, is different artists, but this is the one I've heard on, on the radio a lot. This is the one I kind of like gravitated to, and like I said, I I wanted to see Elton John. <laughs> In Vegas, I usually like to talk about, remember, I like to talk about shows I've seen, artists, and sometimes I'll pick an artist and a song based on that, you know, the yeah. show I've seen. Uh, but this is, uh, this is an artist that I wish I could have seen in Vegas. Yeah, Elton John's awesome. He is awesome. And I think that was a really good pick. Oh, thanks. No, I appreciate that. So, so uh, it, this, the song I liked really uh, a lot, you know, and 
the the theme I like really a lot. Um, the song for the theme, I'm like, what are you thinking, Damon? Because like the only way I see this playing off as a residency is like Elton John is playing. And he's like, hey, welcome, my friend Brittany. And like they do this song together. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're going to a residency, like you're going to see that one artist. <laughs> and it's like like it, this song, it's done really well, but it's hard to tell whose song. I mean, I know it's Ellen John's song, but I mean, the way the duet is in it, like it doesn't clearly just have one person, right? It, like Ellen John, like, isn't going to get somebody else to do Britney's part <laughs> if he's doing a residency, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. He could. <laughs> he could. <laughs> he very well could. Yes, he could have another artist come in and sing her part and everybody would still pay their money for it because it's Elton John. So Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he could get he would do that too. So Ellen John, I'm not sure if you know this, but like you probably do. Like he's definitely like a proponent of bringing younger artists up mm-hmm. and show you know, showing them the way, like bringing them up through the ranks. And he's really, really helpful in that respect. Um and I think that maybe he even was there for for Britney Spears. That's that's probably like his collaboration with this lockdown sessions album. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely it definitely uh, carries the the vibe of the Vegas residency. This is something I would love to see on stage there. Like I I hope he plays again in Vegas because I'd like to go back to Vegas at some point. I've only been there once and it was kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on who you go with for sure. Who you go with and how much money you have. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I sit down in a slot machine and I win like a hundred bucks and then it's gone like the next spin. <laughs> but I, I usually win every time and then I just play it back. You know, and and uh, we were there with her, my wife's parents and my wife wasn't feeling great the last night. And that's when I just went solo on the slots, yep. almost one big, and then just called it a day. Aw, well, <laughs> I love big. Yeah, I only go for two reasons. I go for the clubs and I go for the shows. That's it. I'm not messing with Vegas for nothing else. I'm not trying to lose my money in the slats. I'm not trying to hit the the, the back right table. I'm not trying to hit the black <laughs> yeah. jack table. I'm not trying to do none of that because my buns, I know where my money is going. And I'm not going <laughs> to put it in the slot machine for it to go. And then it would be just my luck. I leave the slot machine to go take a piss and somebody else hits on my slot. <laughs> Yeah. I will be star spangling mad. Like I, yeah. I can't even get past that. But um, for you to say Elton John and Vegas, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It, it literally does. It's especially for the fact that this particular song right here, I've I've heard on numerous occasions that Elton John doesn't work with anybody that he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. So if he's got Britney on the song, it's not because of Britney Spears, it's because he damn near loves Britney. And yeah. you know, he definitely wanted to put her in the mix and, and get her on something and get some money in the pocket. And as soon as she got out of that conservatory ship, that it just it just works. But um yeah, I would love to see uh, Elton John in Vegas any time of the week. Like if he if he ever decides to come back and do a Vegas uh, residency, I'm damn sure going to try to fight for those tickets just because. And um, if he does happen to perform this song and we see up there and she's like, "It's Britney, bitch," I'm like, "Yeah, that 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 would be fun as hell." You know, gonna have to see how that plays out. So, so that if you're going to see him in Vegas, you're going to hear a lot of his older hits too. Of so course, of course. That's going to be what you hear. Like that's what he did with you know the last two or two of the Million Dollar Piano. So I'm nothing so wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> the the bitch is back. <laughs> I'm saying I love it. Amber, what do you think about? 
Elton John. Um, I love the whole album. I downloaded it. Um, it was fun. Uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, he's still going after all these years. It was just something that was fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I immediately yeah. that song hold me hold me closer made me want to get up and dance. Um, it was just oh, a yeah. really really it's a really good album. I think you did a really good pick. I liked a lot of them. Um, a lot of the songs on there. Pretty much every one. One with Stevie Nicks. The one with Ti and Too Short. Um, I mean, it was a really really good album. I. I I loved it. Like I said, I saved it. It's on my playlist now. Um, I didn't even know about this lockdown uh, session album. So that was really good. Um, I'm glad to pick this, you know, for me, because, man, uh, it's just it's a mellow. It's just a really good collab album that he did. So, Ember, I have to ask, because you're probably the only one that may get this. Are you waiting for Nomeo and Juliet 3? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love gnomes. Why not? Bring it on. <laughs> yep. I love it. But yeah, I love Elton John. Always have. Um, my family, my mom, grandma loved him. Always listen to him. I want to say they may have gone to see him too back in the day. So, yeah. I mean, they were always in Vegas because my uncle lived in California out there in Fontana and uh, Ormond Beach area. So they were always going out there. Um, he helped kind of support my Raiders habit. <laughs> and I'm so glad they're in uh, Vegas. Yeah. I'm so glad they're in Vegas. I cannot wait to get back out there and tour the stadium. I'd love to watch a game, but uh, the way my bank account is set up, you know, it's going to take a while. <laughs> but that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, check out the sphere, too, when you go out there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And just such the fact that you can just walk around kind of high and blowing it in the cop's face and they can't do a damn thing about it. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> when we went there, I think we tried everything under the sun. We just walked around trying all the food. The wall burger was pretty good. Um, just I had wall burgers. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But yeah, you picked the, you picked a, a damn good album. I love it. Thanks, Damon. All right. Oh, all right. D, who's next? Uh, well, let's go with Ember since we were just talking, talking to Vegas. <laughs> okay. Well, what was your pick are... for my theme? Let's see. So I did the late, great Garth Brooks, uh, standing outside the fire. But you've got to be tough when consumed by desire. It's not enough just to stand outside the fire. Um... It was off of his fifth studio album that was released in August of 93. And uh, it was number one on the Billboard 200. It's a really great album. Can't really go wrong. At first, I wasn't kind of I wasn't sure um, that it had the song had meaning to. I think it was a teenage uh, boy who was Down syndrome and the milestones he was going through and stuff. But um, that song really it stuck out with me. <sighs> and I would have to say just because you a lot of us face a lot of adversities and to, to be able to stand outside the fire and and face a lot of the things that we go through every day or every year or just you know throughout life uh, that was a really that was a really good song that he had made and it really kind of touched home I kind of teared up made me tear up a little bit not gonna lie um and uh, I love the song Calling Baton Rouge. I thought that was a super sweet little love story of his, you know, going, being a truck driver on the road and um, just calling the calling this girl that he had met and had a great time with. And he's just wasting any kind of change or money. Just operator. Let me call it one more time, you know. So, so that was cute. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for romance and love. Um, I love love. It's my last name. And it's just, you know, 
it was it was a good album and i hope you guys enjoyed it and got a chance to check it out and tell me what you think i love the song but you threw me off when you said the late great but i'm like damn girlfriend's dying <laughs> no he's not he's doing tour <laughs> he's doing I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah. I was like, what? Like a classic. Okay, yeah, you got me on that one. The, the lately cool. After I was like, I was like, damn it, insert foot and mouth. Oh, why don't I say that? No, nah, you good. But I'm like, hold on, damn, my heart sucks. Like, oh, I just I did, listened to him yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a take there for that. Uh, I'm gonna check this out real quick. <laughs> Did I miss something? Because I, you know, I oh, tend to live under a rock, you know. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I promise I'm not sipping on scissor. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. No problems. We're good. Oh man. Okay. That was funny. Yeah. So, um, that was a great uh, song. Um, I love pretty much anything the Garfield puts out. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I definitely miss those days of country where you know, yeah. the songs had meaning. It wasn't trying to follow some other genre and mm-hmm. you actually felt what the artist was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those pioneers and then a bunch of Brian, or Brian, you know, I don't want to say modern country, but I would say more popular country, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, you know, he's still still one of those dudes. He sees that yeah. man. So oh, yeah. It, I, I would definitely be on the list to go see him in a residency and just see, you know, how that energy is going to be inside that house. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit would be bananas. And so yeah. I'm for that one all the way. We'll get out there now because that's where, that's where he's at. <laughs> He's got a lot of dates. So, yes. And yeah. he's, of course, at the Coliseum, too. So, yep. yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, buddy. So, uh, I so I know some of his songs, but, but like I didn't particularly like know this one off the top of my head. When I was yeah. playing it, my my wife knew it, of course. So, I was thinking along uh-huh. to it. So, like, it, she just knows. Yeah. And, but yeah, this song is, yeah, this is totally a crowd getter. Um, you know, it, it's it's a great song like there's no arguing that um you know i kind of feel like it's kind of like a wallflower song like it's a song for a wallflower right yeah. it's like hey you're a wallflower get stop being on the wall yep. and you know get out there <laughs> do mm-hmm. something but yeah so but yeah it's a, a really amazing song and yeah gets you going for sure i like it i like it a lot well, I, so I I watched the video from this is in '94, the standing outside the fire video that was actually uh, on a show, mm-hmm. and it was called Top of the Pops, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Meatloaf introduces Garth Brooks. So it's, there you go. And he's got like he's got pyrotechnics going, but it's like it's totally not like Ozfest <laughs> or a monster no. truck rally. This is no. a slow song. But it's like. Even on stage, you see him with like his band, and it looks like the big old families up there just yeah. singing some songs. And if you like, so I'm from upstate New York, and I think you were living there too. However, um, this is the kind of music that you might hear there too. Yep. It's all those yep. Texans. You think you're the only ones that get country yep. music? Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, we're we're the ones that matter, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a representative from my great state. We're the ones that matter. 
I mean, I've been here so long, I kind of like, I, I would almost want to say something like that. <laughs> but then the New Yorker and me's got to like fight myself, you know? Oh, I'm not uh, mad at you. Say what you're going to say. I'm just saying. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah. So this, no. yeah, this is definitely a good song. Um, this does remind me of growing up, you know, hearing a lot of Garth Brooks. And right. uh, yeah, good pick for sure. And I, I, I think it's great that he's in Vegas right now. So that's yeah. going to be an awesome Vegas residency show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listeners, go, go to Vegas. What's that? That one, right? R.I.P. Meatloaf. We got that one. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's a sad, sad situation. Uh, yeah. Meatloaf, yeah. But yeah, that, I thought that was neat to intro him on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, good. Meatloaf? what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like, that's a 90s thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. So, all right. Who's next, man? All right. Well, uh, we got a uh, you got Taj here. Why don't you pick Taj? Okay. So <laughs> it, it, I went old school because I want to. I don't know it with Vegas residency. Like I kind of wanted to cover. You know, kind of talk about like there was a time where Vegas residency was thought of like the place where the artist goes to die. Right. It, it's mm-hmm. it's their last stop. And the artist I picked actually kind of was there around that same time. Elvis was there. They were best buds. Uh, But this artist kind of, he didn't break the mold, but he kind of did because he got out of the Vegas residency, actually did some more songs in the eighties with his son uh, and kind of, you know, broke that idea of let Vegas is where you go to die. Vegas can just be where you go so that you don't have to tour a lot, but people can come see you do like 20 shows, right? So you can get a bunch of fans, see you over and over, but you don't have to do the the bus ride or the train yeah. or the plane, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so the artist I picked uh, is Tom Jones. And the song I pick is uh, She's a Lady. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Now, this song is like a masterclass in crowd work. Like, this is a song to get the crowd going. This is a crowd to, like, point out at people in the crowd. Like, this is how you work a crowd. That's what this song is. This is like, (laughs) if you want to work the crowd, like, talk to somebody over here and then talk to somebody over here. Like, this is how you get everybody going. Um, Yeah. I really didn't know a lot about Tom Jones. Um, I watched a, a little bit of a documentary. He used to be a Chippendale dancer yeah. before, before he became a musician. And, uh-huh. and that's the thing. Like, he used those Chippendale skills to, to drive the women crazy. And he was in Vegas at pretty much the same time Elvis was. The thing was, like, he was just more down to earth. Like, he just... He didn't get into it and he would he wouldn't <laughs> bullshit with Elvis. He would just be like, Elvis, you shouldn't be doing this. And so like but it's interesting that like Elvis didn't make it out of Vegas, but he did. So yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So then yeah, that's Tom Jones was <laughs> yeah, Tom Jones is a trip. Tom Jones was a pimp. Let's just throw that out there right now. <laughs> Tom Jones was like you said, he was a Chippendale dancer. So he knew he had clout. And then on top of that, he knew he had ribs and he'd shake his little hips when he's up on stage. And all the women would literally start throwing their panties up and they said, you know, they want to go to his hotel room. And he's, of course, he's got a whole damn townhome sitting in his, in his up, upstairs hotel room in the wind or in the, and wherever he's staying at. And literally 20 women will be at the door. And it's like, 
that's that right there with the epitome of Vegas. Like, if you could make it in Vegas, you could make it anywhere, but especially if you held your own in Vegas. And like you said, it was at one point time to go to die. That's where Wayne Newton went. That's where all these other artists went. And you thought, okay, now we're just going to settle down and not have to worry about them being on the charts anymore. That time has since passed. Now it's all of the new artists that are coming in um, or the newer artists that are still headliners that are setting up for Vegas and doing their dances. And um, But yeah, Tom Jones is the original gangster pimp when it came to <laughs> Vegas nights. And this song, She's a Lady, when I tell you, I done remixed this about 12 different times. Oh. on their different beats and it just it's a killer every time every time i could almost throw this on any other track and it would still hit and people would still sing it and fall in love with it so yeah you picked the banger bro for real. yeah i mean he he was doing his residency in 69 dude so <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's I mean, he's still like, uh, he's lives in London, right? And he's still like, yeah. he's still doing like his tour stuff over there, but oh, come to Vegas, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be cool. I remember, I think I remember seeing like, um, uh, didn't Beavis and Butthead, that TV show, like, uh-huh. like Judge Show, did they go to Vegas at one point? Uh-huh. Or something? Yeah, yeah, they did. So, yeah, yeah, yep. They <laughs> travel America and they went to Vegas. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they should go out there. That'd be cool. They should get a residency. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I remember seeing Tom. You know, they just came out with another movie, right? Uh, yeah. Like yeah. out of space or something, returning from. Oh out. yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, like they go into the future, or they travel back in time, and then yeah. something weird like that. Oh, that's great! Great stuff. <laughs> but I remember Tom Jones was like, uh, was any on. It was like the Vegas vacation, you know, like the Lampoons movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the mom, she's like uh, yep. in love with yep. Tom Jones and she gets to meet Wait, him. She's like, was that Tom Jones or was that Wayne Newton? That was Wayne Newton. Okay. Oh, so Wayne Newton's was the other Wayne. Vegas guy. Yeah. He's a pimp too. Yes. He's a heavily champ pimp, but he's a pimp nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he was Chippendale, so he was a Chippendale. But, uh, He's very um, orange. He's orange, baby. He's very orange. <laughs> very orange, indeed. Yeah, uh, she's a lady. Is great. I mean, I could, I could see every woman in the crowd like getting pointed at and just being like, "Me? No, I'll, I'll be a lady." And then you know, it's over. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. Nice pick, Tosh. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Tom Jones routine at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that good. So. Yeah, this is like the wig. I'll pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be the swankiest like style of Vegas. This is this is one style of Vegas. Is Tom Jones. Yeah, it's definitely like something you go for for like the nostalgia and like just like the the bit show, you know, but. Yeah, he's retired from that stuff, I think. Classic song. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I think of it when uh, the beginning of Tu Wong Fu was playing it when they were in their drag show, uh, the Drag Queen of the Year event when Tu Wong Fu was coming on. Then they played it. Mm-hmm. I think of oh, that's that. great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Tom Jones. That, that's just a, a great song. A really great song. It was a good pick. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I remember listening to it with my mom back in the day when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, she just she's my mom's a dancing machine. So he put this on. <laughs> she's ready 
right there, even at 67, you know? So yeah, that's a good, a good, good classic song. I love. He gets all the ladies going. Cause yeah. she's oh, yeah. a lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> right. Uh, oh man. So, well, uh, uh, who's left here? <laughs> who's left on this Vegas trip? You name me, my name me. So I guess we'll go ahead and put that out there. So um, Taj was kind of hitting on this a little bit earlier where we were talking about this is the place where artists go to die. Um, and then right around, uh, I want to say mid-90s, early 2000s, a shift change. Mm-hmm. Um, not by this group, not by any means, but by one individual that kind of let the door open for all these other groups to come in. Um, that person was Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. When she did her Vegas residency, that literally set the bar for how much money people could make coming into, you know, uh, Vegas. And this was not at the time when she had fallen off. This was literally at the time, like at the height of her career type stuff. So she opened the door for other artists to come in and do a similar situation. Um, right now there is a group that is going to be doing a three day Vegas residency. They've already done it two times before, um, uh, from 2021, 2022. Um, and now they're doing it in 2023. Um, and this group is the Jonas Brothers. Um, their residency is coming up and they literally pack the house out, especially from their reunion tour from back when they did their happiness album in 2019 up until now. They literally packed the house out. What I did was a hybrid of that situation because uh, one of the 2022 uh, residencies, they actually did a separate part of the show where they highlighted some solo cuts they put out before they, you know, say eventually got back together. Uh, Nick Jonas, one of his solo cuts, uh, was one of my favorite cuts that he actually came out with. And the song was 2017. It was called Find You. If I could hold you, then I'd never put you down. But I never really know just where to find you. Um, that song right there, you know, literally could have been over the top had it been promoted uh, to the highest extent. But uh, the promotion team kind of fell flat because that was around the time he was trying to get out of his solo deal and go back to being with his brother. So um, they were in talks of that situation and then it finally kind of worked out. But I thought this was one of those slept on tracks that, you know, if you put it out in the air, it's definitely going to be one of those people are going to pick up and listen to. And so he actually performed it on the 2022 set list. So, you know, coming into 2023, I don't think he's going to go back and perform that again because they've released a couple of hours albums since then. But now it's just going to be, you know, a conglomerate of the old songs versus the new songs of all of them together. But I wanted to highlight the song because this was a kick-ass song, and I just wanted—I just liked it, and I wish I would have been there in order to see it when he performed it. So, um, no, I'm not a Jonas head by any means, but I do love that song. I do love the fact that you know you're you're making money with your family, and at the end of the day, no matter what issues you're going through, y'all can always come back together. And family is the biggest thing to me. So, in that instance, what do y'all think about Big Jonas Find You? Well, I mean. This song just makes sense for you because it's vibe and summer. Like it, it's just like the two things you like wrapped together. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's what this song is. 
and uh but yeah it, it's a good a good song i i know of the jonas brothers that probably know the hits but can't name them off the top of my head this one was like just like yeah it was cool watch the music video super interesting i mean that, how many layers are you gonna wear in the desert <laughs> dude that's the best thing you do if you come out there with no layers you're gonna die of dehydration that's yeah. yeah, I mean, it, still, you look cool doing it. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked cool doing it. Yeah, I mean, but but th- this is worse and kind of dumber than the uh, you know big winter coats in Africa. <laughs> you yes. know, I'm that just part. saying. <laughs> you are right. You are right. No argument. So, but yeah, no, it, it was a cool, a cool song. That the video was like that, and and this song is. It, like I can see this in a residency. Like I said, this is you know this is crowd work, right? That's this song, right? You know, d- just walking around the stage, going from one end to the other. Like, yeah, this is a crowd working song. You know, uh, well the other ones rest. Yeah, I can see it for sure. I like it a lot. All right. Yeah, I think you know um, you're you're just saying that you don't remember any of the Jonas Brothers songs. I I know that they were huge in the early two thousands, uh, but uh, they were like really young kids. Like they're they're the less fucked up version of Justin Bieber. Or Hanson. Hanson. Less fucked up version of Hanson. Of Hanson, that's right. Okay. (laughs) But Justin Bieber is also kind of like similar to Jonas, like Nick Jonas now. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that is true. Hanson... Hanson is another. They're brothers, right? Like they're all yep. same yep. brother, same deal. Uh, yeah. Somehow they got record. They got yeah. like a signed. <laughs> they knew that it was gonna sell. I mean, yep. yeah. That's yeah. we talked about that in another episode with like younger artists getting records yeah. signed with their life. So like, uh, mm-hmm. they must have had good parents, the Jonas Brothers, because yeah, they turned out pretty good. Uh, one of the songs I like a lot, I hear a lot in the radio now, is "Sucker." Yeah. It's a, I'm a sucker for you. I'm yeah, that's you. yeah, great song. I didn't know it was Jonas Brothers right away. I was like, oh, that, that's what they sound like now. That's great, man. Yep. So, would I like to see these guys in Vegas? Yeah, 100. percent I would. I mean, I think that this is a great song because I like the vibe of it, and like like Taj is going with the whole, you know, he, he thinks it's a good pick for summer. Yeah, this probably is a good pick for summer, and it fits you, Dietrich. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely like. I like the sound. I'd like to see these guys in a in a Vegas show. And they pick so they pick Vegas residencies based on how, you know, like these artists perform and based on their previous concerts and like mm-hmm. their hits and you know, are they gonna be a draw? And mm-hmm. so yeah, the Jonas brothers are definitely a draw. They've been around forever yeah. and they they can put on a good show. So it's well, even if the music videos are stupid as shit, <laughs> I mean, they can't really, yeah, you can't go by that. <laughs> no, it, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it was just artiste, you know, it, it, fashion sense. <laughs> like, he, he pulls off the ensemble. I'm just saying, it's a cool ensemble, but like not in the middle of the desert. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, it, right. It, I, I wish like I could fun. pull off a hoodie with a jacket in this. I mean, like that, just like yeah, be a jacket, a sweater, but a, a t-shirt, a <laughs> yeah. top, <laughs> yeah, gloves on with a scarf, and like, bro, yeah. it's not that serious. Wind's <laughs> blowing. 
Yeah, they gotta yeah. have some wind blowing. Gotta yeah. have some wind blowing, dust in the eyes, that type of thing. Looking to the sun. <laughs> yeah, all that, all this crazy shit. But at the end of the day, the song snaps. And yes, my favorite time is summer. And yes, I do love club hits. So yeah, this is right up the mix. But um, I would like to go see their va- their residency. Um, hopefully they do one in 2024 as well. And that would that would you know be something that I might strive for. Which I'm not gonna sit over here and brag and be like, yeah, I'm going to see Jonas Brothers. But if you happen to get a picture of me up in there, you know, cool. Yeah. Face, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be chill with yeah. it as much as possible. But yeah, I do like their their music. So. Started off with I'm going to Vegas. Oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna check out Jonas Brothers while I'm there. Yeah, I like I wanted to see the show. It was something to do, you know. But yeah, I I, I definitely wouldn't be uh yeah I wouldn't be like shy to say that I was seeing them in concert. They're definitely different than they used to be. Um, and I can't say... Okay, so which which band did Umbop? That, that was Hanson. That was Hanson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely Hanson. Yep. They they had the cheese vibe. Like, like All elevated. the way. Delvito there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> which, it, maybe I'm wrong, but Hanson had to have it rougher, right? Because like Hanson had two teenage guys and then an eight-year-old. <laughs> like, it, like the two teenagers couldn't do anything with the groupies because they had the fifth wheel. They're like, uh, drag their ah. brother in law. Hey, whatever your parents saying, like, I- take it with you. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I'm trying to get some groupies, mom. Oh, mom. Yeah. He, he got he got taped to the chair over there in the, uh, what do you call them little, them little things and little booths? Yeah. <laughs> little houses that they had. What do they call them? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. All right, but I, I will say this. When he turned 10, he probably got it in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he was probably like another Justin Bieber running around here just popping it off. Just because. Grown ass women. Like, that's just ridiculous. And like, the whole, the whole music scene is fucked up. So just for that part right there, I can believe it all the way. He's probably got a hundred bodies on him before he hit 15. <laughs> So yeah, shout out to Hanson. Uh, you're not in Vegas now, but uh, uh, Jonas Brothers are. <laughs> so <laughs> so there. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I like it. I want to go to Vegas now. <laughs> I like the song. I definitely liked it. I think it was a good pick. Um, I got wedding vibes. Like, I don't know. I was getting like wedding vibes, oh, like, you know, yeah. like a really, really nice outdoor, like barn maybe, or, you know, somewhere real nice, uh, outdoor wedding vibes with like beige and gold. And, you know, just, I could just see a bunch of like, not snobby, like people, rich people, but like, I just, I just see a really nice, wholesome wedding venue when I, when I hear this song. Um, it's, you can, you got a nice little dance to it you can do. And, you know, it's upbeat. Um, the lyrics, the chorus, everything. I just, I love this song. It was a great little pick, and I was shocked. I was shocked mm-hmm. you picked it. I will say that um, Nick Jonas is a hottie, and he's got a couple of good songs. You know, uh, jealous and close, and you know. So I, I definitely love me some Nick. Gotcha. 
Uh, truth be told, I actually did play this song at a wedding. Did um, you? Yeah, you you just literally described the visual to the T. Bingo. And, yeah, we're out on the other side <laughs> of of getting. Um, there was somebody's land that they actually did rent out the little. They had like a church house, but it actually uh-huh. was just a barn area that they had nice. really nice decorated up. And there was a young couple, like literally just out of like high school. Um, and they got married and had beer and all type of shit all around everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, wait, y'all, can y'all even drink? What the fuck? But you're <laughs> on somebody else's private property. And, you know, they wanted to hear the song. So they actually requested it. And I was like, oh, man, I ain't heard that in a minute. So I threw it off. Oh, wow. And wow. everybody was jumping around, vibing. And like, oh, like, okay, I can see that. So the fact that you just said that. And wow. that's literally where I, it came from for me. That's crazy. Maybe a little mental telepathy going on. What am I there thinking right now? There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking nachos. <laughs> I want. I want That's what I'm thinking about. I think you were that reading was, my mind or something. Damn, I crossed you, Damon. Oh my, my bad, God, my I just pictured it. Yeah, <laughs> as I was hearing, I could just picture the whole, whole wedding venue. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. It does have that vibe. It has the uh, the new yeah. love vibe. Mm-hmm. Before shit goes down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Run, the boys, run. Yeah. <laughs> that part. <laughs> All right. So looks like we come to the time where we need to uh, go ahead and flip that record. So Taj, flip that record. Sabi. All right. And Damon, you have some homework for us. Yeah, so uh, a lot of shows that I've seen at South by Southwest and uh, just other venues around Austin um, have been pretty good. One of the one of the more recent uh, bands that I've seen um, this is a band called Wolf Alice, and I picked this album because I I just dug it, listened to it over and over again. Uh, it's called Blue Weekend, and there's a regular version and then a, a tour deluxe tour uh, deluxe version. Um, so there's uh, yeah, lots of good stuff on this. Um, you know, Wolf Alice is is a uh, is definitely I, I I would say they're probably one of like the newer bands I think fit in the same category with like it's like alternative rock indie rock with a lot of the bands I've talked about on the show before. Um, these guys are from London, England, so they have like kind of the same vibe as, as a lot of Canadian bands and other bands I've picked. Uh, something about rock shows with bands that are from like other countries, just live, really awesome. Yeah. Uh, South by Southwest has a whole series. Um, if you ever get to make it here in Austin for that, they have like a British invasion, uh, like series of bands that just play. Yeah. Um, like one venue or a couple of venues around town and there's a vibe to that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a, a Gally Roswell. So she's the, she's a bassist and vocalist, I believe like a lead yeah. singer, really, really hot chick, but she's like really cool. And the fact that she just has this like soft tone and then she can go metal <laughs> or like, yeah. like kind of like hard rock, I guess. I would say like her alternative rock is <laughs> better categorized. Um, they've got a few, uh, few different types of followings for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that this band, um, it, it definitely drew me in because of like just 
having a, a, a female vocalist in the whole band, like the Cranberries and bands like that. Yeah. Always for me, it's a big draw. I think it's, it, you know, it's going to have a unique sound probably. Um, there's probably some camaraderie going there. Like no doubt has the same thing. Like it's always, always the bands that I seem to gravitate to. I'm not sure why, uh, but uh, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think that this is definitely, this is definitely a, a newer album. This is 2022. So, you know, we're not talking like their first album or even stuff in the middle, but they've honed in on their sound. I think they're able to bring that um, to this album, which is also a big seller. And it, they ended up winning in 2022 as a Brit award uh, for British group. So I think that's a big deal. And that that probably speaks to the Blue Weekend album, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just really good stuff. I like the sound. I like a lot of the songs on the album, yeah. uh, but in particular, The Last Man on Earth. And every book you take And you dust up from the shelf Has lines between uh, is the one I picked. I think that was like kind of a cool. And, well, there's not really much to like the music video. So you have her like singing, but like it's supposed to be like sort of like kaleidoscope looking. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, like the, the the song has a good sound to it, and yeah, no, it's just the whole album in general. I think was was good. I'm really interested to hear what you all thought about uh, about about the album. What you think about the band? What you think about like um, their sound? <laughs> British bands, I guess. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think I'm with you on that. Um, I actually like the album. Um, I really, from when the first time I had listened to it, I was like, okay, this is something totally different that I've never heard. Um, never heard the group. Never heard that kind of music. And I actually liked it. Um, it did give off the vibes, so, you know, like you were just talking about with the other bands. I can see that. Uh, there was two songs that stuck out to me. Um, and I really like the song Smile. Because I felt like that kind of represented me. And I was like, oh, OK, I, this song I can really relate to that. She's she's not afraid to be sensitive and wearing her heart, you know, wearing her feelings on her sleeve type thing. And uh, I really like that song a lot. Um, I like her sound. I like the band all in general. I like their sound. I like the the tracks and how they just kind of were a little different. They weren't they didn't have the same beat or same song. You know, they were all little unique songs in their own way. Um, the feeling myself one, I kind of have mixed emotions. I don't know if she's talking about like actually feeling, feeling herself and is, is in reference to like maybe masturbation or was she actually like, was it in reference to like, uh, you know, to love yourself and put yourself first. That's what you need to do before man, like feeling myself. So I kind of was getting like two different vibes on that one. But I liked it. <laughs> it's like the uh, I kissed a girl song. It's like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. When I when I think about you, I touch myself. Yeah, that's another one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you so, talking about? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Overall. So, so which which one do you? Oh, pick? not these cards back oh. in. What's what's oh. up, two cents? <laughs> no, nah, we good. I'm just I'm just like. Oh, so is that your pick though? Feeling myself is your pick from the for the album. Yeah, smile and feeling myself. I gotta go with both of those. Okay, definitely smile. Definitely smile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Um, I guess if it's okay, I'll jump in. So, um, mm-hmm. so I, I listened to it. You know me. I like my I like my visuals in a in a certain range. Uh, it took me a while. I did like some of the songs. I did get used to it, but like overall, like it didn't. I don't know. Like I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it was the easier of the two albums I had to listen to for homework. Uh, but it, it's, I don't know. It felt like metric and it felt like head in the heart. It felt, it felt like a, a lot of other bands. Um, and it was enjoyable and I did like it. The one I'm going to go with, which is going to sound crazy is the one that's actually the one that sounds the most like metric. And I think it's her just having fun is uh, play the greatest hits. That song is just them having fun. Like, and yeah. it doesn't sound like anything else on the album because it's them just cutting loose and having fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, but, but that's that's my pick. So, I actually <laughs> think like Smile was one of my other favorites too. I love this. I love the vibe of that song. Yeah. And I could see like where it come from times like the like play the greatest hits is chaotic and kind of like doesn't yeah it doesn't sound like the rest of the album. Right. But yeah, yeah it's like. It's definitely like a L7 or something like that, or like 90s, like kind of like grunge style. They they do yeah. have a they're, they're categorized as grunge a little bit too, but mm-hmm. that yeah. would probably be okay. from from this song. Right. Uh, so like, but like the last man on earth, like just really that that song's about the arrogance of humans, mm-hmm. which is what I always complain about, especially yeah. living in a big city like Austin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It, that is everywhere. But yeah, that's part of the reason why I like that too. So. Uh, y'all know me. I like to take a little bit of a little bit of a left turn, even though I believe that my song was was a single as well. I just know that it it didn't have the same vibe as the other ones, and I was kind of cool with that. Um, as far as the band goes, I got a mix of a couple of different things. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I got a mix of Metric. I got a mix of Paramore. I got a mix of of, of a couple of bands that kind of got like twisted up into um and i i didn't know how to feel about that at first and then i went back for a second listen and when i went back for a second listen i was like okay i could see where you're not necessarily pulling from these other bands but because you're you know four piece you can only you're only doing so much that it kind of molds into that sound right mm-hmm. um and so you they did they did make it their own standing and i'm not gonna knock them for that um well i listened to it five or six seven other times probably not but there are a couple of tracks from here that i would damn sure listen to smile is the overall favorite like she's rapping on that bitch she's killing that thing. and <laughs> it's it's literally one of those where i was just like okay i'm in your vibe i'm feeling it you yeah. kick it ass and taking that um my my actual pick though would be no hard feelings anything about love lost is, is definitely one that, that catches my ear and you know when i started listening to her lyrics and, and now she's spitting it out and like okay um yeah. i i can get with that vibe it's like i don't have any hard feelings for you i'm i'm, I'm not you know it's no love loss it's just it didn't work you know i'm in the bathtub crying but you know i'll get over it at some point in time you know it is yeah. what it is 
So I, I took that from a literal sense. And, you know, that's where my heart was leaning towards was no hard feelings. So, but yeah, there's definitely some cuts on the album that I would go through. My problem is I just can't separate them from other bands and trying to do the whole comparison thing. And I hate doing comparisons to other bands because literally that takes away your identity. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'll have right. to go back and I know there are like two other albums that they released. Um, I would have to go back and listen to those in order to see if I can get a different feel for it. But in all honesty, like I said, it was a good band. Um, it was good songs. They got some cuts on here that I definitely love. Yeah. I just I just can't pull them away from the other bands that we know of, especially the ones with female seed, female lead. Um, because it's just it's like it's embedded in our brain right about now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As it should be. I think a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of those bands like Paramore, Metric, like I love all that. It's so yeah. I'm glad you all mentioned that stuff because it it solidifies that that's like a, one of the one of the major styles that I gravitate to. And like you said, like uh, the lead singer, female singer with like the band of all dudes, you know, the yeah. backup that that just works. I think in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it, it and like like you all are saying, like it, yeah, these this sound is like similar these bands do have a similar sound but also if you were to see them in a showcase um at south by southwest or any other festival um and you have like bands you know at festivals like glassonberry whatever where they're like picking these bands that like have the same sound for that day or whatever that that year yeah that's what people love to see live so this band if anything is better live than just sitting down and listening to an album Mm. And that's where I draw the experience from. That's where I I would definitely like pick these guys any day for you know a party or whatever I'd like to play it. They're probably really fun, and they're just a great live live entertaining band. Um, yeah, they're not you know they're not doing costume changes and all that, but like I don't always like that. <laughs> so that's not always my vibe. So another album that uh, I would say is really good. And you had picked No Hard Feelings as one of, you know, your your fave, maybe. So that probably is more like their album from 2017, Visions of a Life. Okay. And I think that's a really good album That's that won a lot of awards. That's, that was like their hits. Um, I just like Blue Weekend better. It's more of a vibe for me. But okay. yeah, so like you'll hear different sounds with different albums. And that's definitely like there's a little bit of a drastic change. But yeah, Visions of a Life, that album does resemble like the song or feelings in that the tone. So And that's just the growth of the band. And I, I love I love band growth. I love any time that you have an initial album that you come out with and sounds one way and then give it like a year or two and you come out with another album and it's totally different to where the first half yeah. was. And I can get with that because I don't expect everybody to stay stagnant. I want you to grow. You just mm-hmm. you have to recognize that when you're coming out with music, um, it's not always about, especially if you're signed to a label, it's definitely not always about what you feel for the music. They're looking for the yeah. hits just as well. So I'll, I'll definitely have to check that album out and see what it sounds like. And then if I like that for a vibe, then I'm all for it. But to, just to have those two comparisons within themselves and not think about any other band, I think that's the way to go with this. And like you said, if I could mm-hmm. see them live, that that will probably sculpt my mind in a better situation than where I'm at. Yeah, definitely. And good studio, studio album, uh, good studio band, but better on stage 
and probably better at festivals. And you know, are they going to be the cranberries? Uh, maybe not, but you know, they they got a they got a big following. So yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, sure. Glad I was able to share that. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, before we wrap things up, uh, Amber. Yes. Do you have some homework for us next week? I do. It is DJ Screw, and it is his album. Uh, oh yeah, I just had a. Is that, uh, the, is that the three? Did he have a three in the morning album or something like that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, three, DJ Screw is the three in the morning. It's a, I don't know why you do that. You yeah, can listen okay. to the deluxe or the regular, either right. or, and tell me what you think. Do I have to see your uh, your your responses? Okay. Do I have to be up at three a.m. to listen to no. it, or can I listen yeah. to it anytime? Oh, okay. Yes, you <laughs> need to be up at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, in in an eighty-eight cutting like the bill. Yeah, all swingers with with a, with a purple cup in your hand. Yes, that's the, that's when you have to listen to it. Maybe like drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, just hang out. Dude. Getting any of those things, let me know. But that's how you listen to that out. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds really difficult. I don't know if this <laughs> this is the hardest homework I've ever had. Okay. I'm up for it. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'll put a good word in for it. He's got the plug, so you know. I got you. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> All right. Okay. So with that said, um, Todd, go ahead and hear this what you spill there, buddy. Sure thing. Um, well, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Damon. I'm Amber. And I'm... (laughs) The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. There we go. (laughs) I just want to say thank you for Amber for providing us with great commentary, uh, filling in the void, and uh, literally giving us a chance to to get a female's perspective, uh, especially on a band that's got a female lead and, and letting us know, you know, Great things can happen in Vegas, and oh, whatever oh, yeah. happens in Vegas nowadays, don't stay in Vegas because everybody got cell phones. Nope. So mm-hmm. They're going to record exactly. your ass. Um, with that being said, we've been Choice Tracks. We're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those Choice Tracks. And yes, I said it twice. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Viva for having me. Las Vegas. It was Not unusual. She's a lady. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Thank you for the experience, y'all. Thank you very much. 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 <laughs> <laughs>